Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivy, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. What up, Dog Speak Geeks? Hope you've had a good week. Sorry we took a week off. Well, not really a week off. We did take some time off, but we did not put a regular podcast out on Tuesday. So you're getting this at the end of the week. It is Thursday evening. We are recording it and I will be posting it immediately. So if you're listening to it and it's Friday, you didn't miss it from earlier in the week. We were just a little behind because we went out of town. We were at the lake. Yes, and enjoying ourselves. So my apologies for not getting one earlier this week. So this week, uh, Britt's going to kind of ask me some questions about some things and we're just going to kind of chat and talk a little bit. Uh, not really a whole lot of news or anything to give out. Um, I really don't have a whole lot, I guess. This is just... It's more of a get-to-know-Nikki podcast, sort of. Well, in a way. Kind of, but it, it's going to be about training. We're going to talk training, training yeah. stuff. But it's uh, really just kind of more of a laid back. Um, you know, we did go out of town, but I can tell you that it does not feel like we went out of town because the last couple of days have been really busy. Chaotic. And chaotic. That's how it is when you get back from vacation, though. You've got 150 emails, voice messages. Yes. Yeah. But that's why you're considered the chaos coordinator. So good you times. can handle that. Good Great times. oldies, good times. Uh, so, yeah, it's... Um, we do have one more nutritional podcast we're going to do. It's going to be nutrition for uh, optimal health. Uh, we're just waiting on our co-host or the one I'm going to be interviewing, Tiffany. We're going to be interviewing her as soon as she gets done going through her certification, which is nutrition for health. Um, and she's gotten so busy, she's just having a hard time finishing the course but when that happens, I'm planning on, I told her tonight, uh, I'd like to have her on by the end of this month. 
So let's just hope and keep our fingers crossed for that. And then I'm sure we'll be doing a raw um, podcast, maybe raw part two, uh, sometime in April or May. So, or it'll be part three. Oh, you're right. It is the raw part three. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're probably going to do that in May. I do have some things planned for this month. Um, I think next week we're going to be talking barrier aggression, fence running in your backyard. Um, I think that'll be a really good one for people because especially you're going to start getting out. The weather's at least sometimes getting nicer where we are. Uh, But, you know, it's just one of those things. Spring is here. uh, So you might you might be spending more time in the backyard and your neighbors may have dogs. So we are going to talk about that in our next podcast um, episode, which will be out on time Monday or Tuesday. Um, I'm kind of flopping days. Some days it's Monday. Some weeks it's Tuesday. That's okay. Yeah. You know, if you if you subscribe, you should be getting notifications. If you've not subscribed, you need to. And, you know, keep an eye on things. For sure. For sure. You got anything, Britt, that you want to say or no, mention? No. Let's, let's talk about some Nicky-isms. Okay, Nicky-isms. That's what I'm calling this. I like that. Nicky-isms. It's literally going to be the title. Nikkiisms, Nikkiisms. You know, I do use a lot of analogies, and I use a lot of sayings. You're like, um, you're like a dad in that way. Oh no, with your, with your <laughs> your sayings and your analogies. Please tell me they're not as bad as like dad jokes. No, they're not. And, okay, you know, they're they're mostly wise and sometimes snarky and funny. I try. I mean, because I think sometimes teaching is you have to kind of. I've learned with the teaching, probably the biggest thing that I've had to learn with teaching people is that when I deal with families, sometimes with families, because they learn differently, I have to say the same thing. I have to explain the same type of behavior or something, but I have to explain it in like four different ways. All the teachers listening are laughing at you right now. Right? Because they're like, (laughs) imagine doing it with 30 kids in one room. Uh, I tell you, I I think that probably my, my teachers, if any of my teachers listen to my podcast, which I doubt they do but i think probably most of my teachers would be shocked that i teach people i was not a very good student i was an athlete didn't do much in school but um you know i I think that for me when i look at teachers when they would teach in the most plain way in the plain terms i always grasp things a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there are a lot of trainers that use a lot of scientific terms. You know, they'll throw around uh, operant conditioning, counter conditioning, desensitization, or, you know, things like that. And I try to not bring in scientific terms. Well, I mean, it's like when you go to the doctor and you got a doctor throw all these scientific terms at you and you like panic and you have no idea what they're saying, as opposed to, you know, your doctor who explains it to you in a, in a more... Normal. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to find the best word to insert there. Uh, Manageable (laughs) kind of way. I mean, you know, when you when you get into all of that jargon and and stuff, it can be overwhelming for people. And it and then you sort of miss the point. Exactly. And and I don't you know, I don't want to use those just to prove how smart I am. Um, I know my stuff. I'm knowledgeable. I keep learning, but it's not going to do anybody learn. It's not going to help anybody to learn. Mm-hmm. more if I could just throw out these big words. Yeah. You know, I'll use the words that I need to, but I think it's just best to find ways that are just, like you said, sometimes funny, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's just a, 
um, a little catchphrase. I don't know. So there's a few that we're going to talk about and, and I'll explain what I mean by them because sometimes, sometimes they're self-explanatory, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Like the first one. Oh, okay. Let's, uh, so we'll just Except jump I, right in it. I have to disclose this. I read it four times because it didn't make sense to me because uh, I thought the first word was crate and it's create. So sometimes. it's not about crate training. It's about creating training. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I don't, I've never heard this before. This is new to me. Uh, so yeah. So your first one that you use a lot is create training opportunities. Don't wait for them to appear. Oh yeah. That's one of my newer ones. And I will say I was really excited about it. Is it really new? I mean, because I mean, it's, I guess you've just been teaching that. I've so been teaching now. it, but as far as like a saying, I've not had a saying um, and it just kind of popped. And so now it's one that I'm kind of, I'd like to put it on a t-shirt, honestly. Um, and what I mean by that is that so many times when people are working on things like teaching their dog to leave things alone on walks mm-hmm. or teaching their dog to walk nicely, so many times they try to just do what they want. They want to they wanna do the kind of the final piece of the puzzle, right? They want to walk and the dog not pull and not, you know, grab everything off the ground. Uh, and they, they're thinking they're already there at the end. And then they run into problems. And then they don't know how to handle it. And that's where, you know, if you have a dog who barks at other dogs, you can't be on a walk and just wait for a dog to pop up and then go, oh, I need to work on this. So what I mean by that is you have to create it. Set things up, right? Teach your dog. Uh, make a point to set up whatever problem you're having and working on it. You know, tonight we talked about in class, your automatic leave-its. You know, don't go for a walk and then try to teach your dog to leave rocks alone and sticks alone and leaves. Go ahead and set it up and work on it. And it doesn't have to be a three-hour exercise or an hour exercise. It can be a literally five to ten-minute exercise. But if you wait for training opportunities to come up, then you're not going to be prepared and you're basically setting you and your dog up for failure. So setting up a training exercise um, and creating the opportunity, you'll have a lot more success working with your dog. And it does not take the time that people think. I mean, we just had a client uh, write a really nice review um, or testimonial about he was very kind of Mm command-based and he said, gosh, this is so much easier when it be- kind of becomes a part of your natural. Yeah. And you look at everything as an opportunity mm-hmm. to teach. So, yeah, create these things. Don't just wait for them to pop up because then you're going to fail because you're not ready. Yeah. Now, me, I can wait for a training opportunity to pop up because I do this for a living. But pet owners, you don't, right? So to practice your skill so that you are prepared in those moments that somebody just pops out or a dog just runs out. You know, yesterday I had a client working on leash work and some reactivity and a dog comes out of a house, two houses down, off leash and comes running right up to us. Mm -hmm. For most owners, they would have picked that dog up and, you know, done some things that were not appropriate, which we talked about. For me, I didn't have to think about what I needed to do, but that's only because I've had to practice it. Yeah. Not just getting surprised. Yeah. Right? You don't you don't go into a football game and then go, oh, what's the game plan? Mm-hmm. You have the game plan first. You practice the game plan. Don't you love the football analogies? See, and you just made up a new one. 
there you go. I do. And that was another one that I have talked about. When people talk about, well, I have multiple dogs. Mm -hmm. And how do I work on leash walking for multiple dogs? Or how do I work on door control with multiple dogs? I explained to them, you have to work them individually. And I do sometimes tell them it's like a football team. You know, you get your quarterbacks doing their job. You got the receivers doing their job. The linemen are doing their job. And once they all individually learn their job, then they come together and practice. You can't teach the linemen, the receivers, and the quarterback. Okay, Britt is wanting to say it so bad. She's wanting to throw some football team, some SEC school. Can we, maybe we should just no, go with no. SEC schools. No, we have a lot of uh, Tennessee and Vandy listeners, so I'm not. I'm going to refrain. <laughs> We have, yeah. In my in my head, though, it was a Tennessee joke. I'm going to leave it there. I know. See, it's yeah. bad, y'all. Don't hate us. It's <laughs> SEC. We can't help it. Um, but it's but it is true. Yeah. When you try to <laughs> do everything with each team, you're going to fail. It's true. So there you go. So y'all could just insert joke here. Mm. That's so that's sort of what yeah. we do. Yeah. So that's what we mean with that one. Create the training opportunities. So. This next one, I know you've said this more eloquently than I'm going to say it. There's another way that you phrased it that probably makes more sense. I hope I can remember what that was. Well, you know, sometimes they just... Sometimes they just roll off the tongue. You may have to, like, I think Tiffany, you may have to contact her. I think she was the one who, or some Anna, maybe. Oh, I think that might have been Anna. Somebody. Hey, Anna. Who wrote this down. Yeah, I know you're listening. Uh, So... The goal isn't for you to get the behavior, but for your dog to willingly comply. I know that's not how you phrased it initially. Yeah, so it was close to that. Um, and I don't even know if I can tell you how I originally said it. But it, it it's our goal. Let me see if I can say it maybe in the way that rolls off the tongue. <laughs> the goal is not for me to get the behavior. The goal is to get the dog to do the behavior. That's exactly how you worded it. Yes. Okay. And I made like, it. I made it so much harder. That's okay. <laughs> as as I do. That's okay. Because and people look at me really weird when I say that because they're like, "Aren't you saying the same thing?" What I mean by that when I'm asking a dog to sit, and I know this dog knows sit, and I ask the dog to sit, I could get the dog to sit. All right, I could push the butt on the floor. I could, uh, you know, bend the, the knees in the back from the backside. Um, I could use a treat to lure him into a sit. Maybe I'm using a leash correction. I can get the dog to sit. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's not the issue. But me getting a dog to sit is not teaching the dog anything. So what I want people to understand is, Don't change what you're doing or how you're asking the dog to do something just to get the behavior. Because if you're changing just to get the behavior, you're not teaching the dog to think and use his brain and to do the behavior willingly or even have the self-control or problem-solving skills to do it. So in training, it's not about having this control over your dog in such a way that would be unhealthy. Um, and it's, and it's, again, it's something that we talk about with aversive training. 
in aversive training, people are like, yeah, I'm going to get the behavior. If you don't do it, I'm going to shock you until you sit. Right. Well, that's great. Yay. Yay for you. You got the behavior. But what really did your dog learn from that? Mm-hmm. Nothing. So I would rather a dog learn to comply and do as I ask in all situations without me having to change my behavior. Mm -hmm. If I have to change my behavior, then the dog is not doing the work. I'm doing the work. And it really needs to be a a split. You know, you're 51%, the dog is 49. If you're making the dog do everything or getting treats out to bribe the dog because you need the dog to sit then really you're doing more like 90%. The dog's really not having to do much. In that case, if somebody's doing 90% and I only have to do 10, why would I ever do 49 if I know you're going to do it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, this almost feels like a marriage right there, right? Yeah. If I know that if I leave the dishes sitting in the sink, you'll eventually unload the dishwasher. I'm, and I'm totally telling on myself right now, okay? I don't oh, do a lot of, I, y'all, I do not do a lot of housekeeping around here. I don't. Britt does an amazing job at taking care of our home, taking care of the animals. And if something needs to be done, I do try to help. But I also know that if I can't get to the dishes, whatever, because I know Britt's going to take care of it. That's not always fair. It's not always right. But for me, it's, well, she's going to do it. Now, if she just eventually stopped doing it or started asking me to do it, I have no problem doing it. Right now, I wouldn't want her to say, you know, do the dishes or I'm not going to make dinner. I'm probably not going to do the dishes. I'm going to go get, you know, I'm going to go down to the restaurant and order myself food. But if you look at me and say, hey, I would like for you to do the dishes today. The importance is that I do it because you asked me to do it, not because of some consequence. And I, and I think if we look at more as a relationship with our dogs and understand that it's not about getting the behavior, but it's about your dog learning to work with you. I, to me, I think that's one of my favorites mm-hmm. because I think people are so focused on getting the behavior instead of understanding the motivation of your dog doing the behavior. Yeah. I think that's important. Me too. Yeah. Um, all right. So... We'll do another serious-ish. Ooh, one another one. Before we get to a couple funnies. Okay, good. I do like my funny ones. Yeah. Um. So it's about real life skills. That's all sort right. of your mantra. It is. For me, it's all about real life. I mean, if your dog can't handle real life, then what's the point? Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not competing with my dog in an obedience ring. I'm not competing with my dog to try to get trophies. I want to be able to just take my dog to a restaurant or hiking or for a walk in the neighborhood. Or ride in the car without whining the entire time. Which you worked on tonight. I did because I created a training opportunity after class. You did, y'all. I thought she was gone. I was having to stay a little longer to talk to some clients and to Tiff and um, and actually Kira as well. And we were talking, and I was like, well, I guess, you know, Britt's already headed home. She's probably going to be making dinner. I'll get home and eat dinner, and we'll do our podcast. And I walked out, and you're sitting there, and I thought you were already gone. You don't know how many times I moved the car. That's pra- amazing. Practice, Y'all, so it's, it's an Isabella story. You ready? Uh, this dog, we've talked about this before. She's she, whiny. She's, it's 
today it was beyond that. Well, we've been gone, and she had to stay home. I mean, she was uh, she was like a bad opera singer. She's I mean, missed class the last two weeks, it though. Was bad. So that's true. Um, so we sat in the car. We worked on the whining. I moved the car somewhere else. She started whining again. We so that's that's what we were doing. And I was really proud As the of you. Dogs were walking out of class. I was proud of you because not to throw you under the bus, but but you, you're gonna. Well, because I think a lot of people need to hear this, that you are like a lot of clients where you'd rather just avoid it because it's the easiest. Like, let's just get out of this scenario because I can't handle the whining. Okay, listen. But you did good. My therapist and I have talked about this <laughs> yesterday, okay? I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. I was really shocked that you were there. But I was proud of you for working on it and you created that. Yeah. So that was good. Woo. Woo woo. Okay. So the next one, you you said this in class tonight. Don't be that creepy parson. Parson? (laughs) Parson. Don't be that creepy person. And the end of the bar. Golly. Okay. This one. Y'all, that was. Okay. That was something. This one cracks me up. And it cracks people up because here's the thing we've all been in that situation. Either we've been the person. I've never been the creepy person at the end of the bar. I might have been the creepy person at the end of the bar, which made me a horrible single person. All right. So, guys, here's the thing. (laughs) No comment. When we're talking about ignoring your dog for, like, jumping, okay? Ignoring is super powerful. You don't look. You don't talk. You don't touch. The problem is that humans suck at it, okay? They tend to look. They tend to push away using their hand. They're, they're basically still giving the dog attention. So what, so what I tell them is, you know that creepy person at the end of the bar you accidentally made eye contact with when you were looking for the bathroom and now you can't get rid of them? They're buying you a drink, writing their phone number down on a napkin, and you're trying to be nice, right? But the only way to get rid of them is, well, probably just pay your tab and get the hell out of there. But you have to completely ignore them to get them to go away. Y'all, every dog is that creepy person. If you just glance at them, whatever behavior they're doing, they're like, cha-ching, <laughs> that worked. I'm going to do it again. Isabella is literally that person. Oh, uh, yeah. Isabella's a creepy creepster. So, yeah, don't be the creepy person. And, you know, sometimes I have to look at, at marriage couples, and I'm like, they get this look on their face. I'm like, right, that may be how y'all met. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure which one was the creepy one, but it's, you know. It's but it's true, true, man. Every dog is that creepy person. You just give them a that's what makes them so it makes them such wonderful pets though because they love you no matter what. They're desperate. <laughs> well, that's a whole that's a that's whole, a whole other another that's that's that maybe a whole other podcast. I don't know that they're desperate. That's like that time that I was I said something about go gators at the seminar and one of our friends said go cox and I was like, "Ooh, Julie, that's a whole other that's a whole other seminar." Oh yeah. Yeah, it was all about South Carolina, but Yeah, see SEC, we keep going back to SEC. But yeah, it, it really is if that creepy person at the end of the bar. So every dog is that creepy person, y'all. So to ignore, don't look, don't talk, don't touch. Wait for three to five seconds of good behavior. Then you may give that attention. There you go. Boom. Boom. You know, when we were allowed to go to bars. I, I don't even know what that is. Sorry. Like, I just drink at home now. But hey, we're getting, we're getting our vaccines next week, though. Yes, we are. And y'all, we went downtown. We went downtown Nashville to the Preds game on Tuesday with our nonprofit Retrieving Independence. The Preds, uh, we ended up getting a super grant from the Preds. 
for our nonprofit that we work with. And uh, so we got to go downtown and go to the Preds game. It was awesome. But they're doing so much downtown Nashville. It made me want to go back and visit. Yes. It was weird. Get your shots, people. Yeah. Get your vaccine (laughs) so we can do that. Okay. All right. So next. Totally off topic. Yes, it was. Um, That's what tonight's episode's basically going to be about. You know, you know when they say you need a vacation from your vacation? Yes. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Um, all right. Well, this one is, seems relevant. Uh, dogs are easy. People make me want to drink. That <laughs> makes it sound like you don't like people. <laughs> I love people. Um, I love human psychology. Dogs are very easy to train. They're very simple of does it work or does it not work? Right? They're very... Almost black and white. It either works or it doesn't. Whereas humans, we are such, well, in certain situations, we are gray thinkers. We should be. We should be. Absolutely. The problem is that it, when you're trying to teach somebody a skill, they overthink it. Or they try to do too much. A good example, if, you know... If I'm asking my dog to do something, I want them to do it on the first time I ask them, right? But a lot of people will ask a dog to do something, and is, and when it doesn't immediately work, they start throwing out 14 different commands to see which one's going to stick. Instead of just, one, being confident and just saying, okay, is this going to work or is it not going to work? Sometimes not being a gray thinker is better in dog training. So... I do joke. I do love people. I love teaching people, and I love seeing that light bulb go off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dogs are easy. I mean, if I had to just train dogs all day, y'all, I mean, heaven, right? But I really love teaching people because I love to watch how they how they think and how they process things. But sometimes they do make me want to drink when they want something faster. They're like, well, why can't I just tell them no? Why can't I just put a choke chain on them? Why can't I just do a shock collar? Mm-hmm. And that drives me crazy because it's like, come on now. Would you want that done to you? Yeah. Right? Why do you want to to put, you know, put pain on your dog just to make it easier on you? Yeah. That's frustrating for me because my job is to be the voice of the dog. Yeah. I mean, and it's and so many people have said this um, when working with you or with, you know, another positive trainer. Um, if you, if you put the work in on the front end, it makes those, you know, next 12, 13 years so much more enjoyable, but you got to do the work on the front end. Yeah, of course it's going to be anything. Anytime you're learning something new, there's going to be work, right? But that's what we're trying to do is create good habits within you, Mm -hmm. helping you understand why we're doing what we're doing so that. You don't have to work so hard for the next 10, 12 years. It's not about getting it at the moment. That's where we go back to that first one. It's not about getting the behavior. It's about getting the dog to do the behavior on his own. Mm -hmm. Right? So, yeah, I do love people, but yes, they make me drink. I'm having a margarita now. I said I was just going to have one, but I may have to go to two. We may have to take a pause just so Britt can make me another one. Yeah, we haven't even had dinner yet. It's like 9.20. Hey, I'm making short ribs and risotto, though. You know what? It's going to be delicious. Um, All right, so what's So do we have time one? for one, two more? Mm, yeah, I think we have time for a couple more. Okay. 
All right. So what was the next one? Oh, um, always give your dog energy to mirror. Ooh. That one sort of hits me in my soul. Yes. Um, so a lot of times dogs are very good at picking up emotions. This is what makes them such good therapy dogs, service dogs. They're really good at picking up emotion. Uh, if you have a dog that is hyperactive and you're hyperactive with them, you're mirroring their behavior. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. If you're hyperactive, then they're going to mirror you, mm -hmm. right? So what I like people to do is if you need to change your dog's energy level, then you need to exhibit that energy level. Now, if I have a dog who's at a level 10 of energy and I want them at a three, I can't show a three and get them from a 10 to a three. Mm -hmm. Maybe I only show a six, get them from a 10 to a six. Then I can go from six to three. It's just not matching that energy. So many times when dogs are like barking, and, and this happens a lot with reactivity and barking dogs, when dogs are barking at the window, barking at the front door, the owner starts screaming and yelling and freaking out. And all they're doing is mirroring their dog's behavior. It's not going to change anything. I mean, that's, that's very similar to raising a child. Bingo. As the adult, you're not supposed to... Don't lay in the floor and have a timber tantrum at the grocery <laughs> store, although sometimes we want to. <laughs> I mean, I've known of people who have, but, you know, it's... Uh, I mean, you did it in class tonight with with a, a golden yes. who has a lot of energy. And um, sometimes her owner sort of... Matches that matches energy. Matches that energy. Because she then, does seem to have a little bit of a higher energy. Yeah. Yeah. And so you kind of slowed it down and, you know, the dog, it, it took a minute, but she's mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. No, I'll, I'll slow down too. And they did a much better job once the owner yeah. slowed down. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of rushing past something or rushing into something. Mm -hmm. So there are times that you want your energy up. So if I want a dog to come to me, I'm going to put my energy up, right? Dogs love parties. A lot of dogs love parties. That's why a lot of dogs love children. They're, you know, they're loud, they're fun. So if I need to get a dog excited, I'll raise my energy. If I need to calm an excited down, dog down, I'm going to calm my energy some. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make sure that I'm exhibiting the energy that I would like to see my dog exhibit as well. And sometimes that is very excited and fun and party time. Even though I still want it controlled, I love the energy some dogs give me. Yeah. But there's a time and a place for it. And sometimes we do have to depend on a dog to change our energy. Yes. So in our service work, our service dogs, a lot of our service dogs are um, with recipients with anxiety, PTSD, uh, veterans that are, are, you know, coming home and they're struggling with, with issues. Um, there's a lot of times where our dogs... We use them to calm down someone who is having like a panic attack. Um, and these dogs are trained specifically for that. You know, they're trained to look for those little movements that are that are starting to happen. And dogs are just amazing creatures. And, and we need to learn that they're more than just four-legged furry things that have a bunch of slobber and love to chase balls and squirrels and bark out the window. They can be very useful. So you may have a dog at home and if you suffer from anxiety or you suffer from panic attacks, you know, 
start your dog will start to pick up on that mm-hmm. and and I think that they're really smart about knowing when that energy is a it's positive to go up in that energy or when it's a negative to go up in that energy so they kind of adjust themselves yeah I, I'm telling you they're just amazing creatures they really are so funny story it's not really funny I haven't told you this yet because uh, it's it's sort of like a new revelation and I'm sort of still testing it out ish. All right. Um, but as as some of you may know, Isabella sleeps in the bed with me now. We've we've gotten to that point. Um, but there are times when I wake up at two, three in the morning, and first of all, she's not a super cuddly dog. No, that's not her jam. She's never been, and it's okay. Um, I'm that's not, not her. I'm not super cuddly either. So it's okay. <laughs> it works out. I mean, it's fine. She like stay on your side of the bed, dog. It's fine. You know, like when the cats try to nap with me, I'm like, no, get off me. Oh, Don't yeah. touch me. Jim is the best. Yeah. And so it's funny though, if I wake up at two, three in the morning and um I'm anxious, having a panic attack or uh sleep paralysis or night terror or something like that. She actually will come and like check in on me. Like it wakes her, not just wakes her up, but she sort of senses it and has been coming and like laying her head on my chest in those instances. She did it this morning, actually. I love that. And it was, it's super bizarre because she's, she's she's, not, she's not, but she's a working dog. She is. Yeah. Right. So her mind. She's like, there's a problem. I'm going to solve it. And she's very aware of the change. Oh, she's super right? aware. of The Border Collies uh, are very aware yeah. of change. Yeah. They make really good service dogs for that reason. Well, and, you know, I have to watch when I go to class with her if my energy is. Yes. Is well, it was funny because awesome. Tiffany, if you're listening, I'm going to tell on you. Oh, hey, Tiffany Tim, was again. like calling her dog uh, an ass today. He was just barking about everything today. And I was like, she was like, I don't know what was going on. He was just barking. I was like, well, what was your energy like today? She's like, well, I didn't have a great day. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. It was so just, yeah. It's, it is one of those things. And, and I had my first dog, Bandit. She was such a pain in my ass, right? But when I was having a bad day, she would totally change. Mm-hmm. And she was always there for me. Yeah. So I, I do think that they pick up on that. And, and I love to hear that about Isabella. And now people are like, aren't they married? Are they not in the same bed? Oh. <laughs> okay. I, my, <laughs> after you've trained dogs for over 25 years, um, you have back problems. It happens. So. Yeah. So I sleep in another room because I like my mattress really hard and firm. And I don't. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just better for my back. There's nothing wrong here in the <laughs> Ivy household. There's nothing wrong in the Ivy household. We're just we're very we happy. Get, we got to get another mattress. Yeah. Sleep, so, sleep but, number maybe. <laughs> and so when I get back in there, more than likely, Isabella will not be sleeping in the bed. But it is good. It's good to have if we allow our dogs to to do that. But also realize that all those positive interactions like you're talking about mm-hmm. with Isabella noticing that yeah. and laying her head on you, she picks up on that. But she's also going to pick up on those times where you're, maybe your fuse is a little bit shorter. Oh, because hers definitely becomes a lot shorter. Bingo. Um, and, you know, Jake as well. Yeah, happy, today's Jake's happy birthday. birthday. 15. Dude is 15 years old. Can you believe that? Um, it is, is he's always from about 75 pounds to probably about 55 pounds has but. been uh, the entire time I've 
Oops, sorry. I'm she knocks her. That's all right. I listen. You know what? I listen. I just almost knocked the microphone across. That's all right because I listen to Morbid Podcast and they probably don't ever listen to mine. But Morbid Podcast, they get I get tickled because Ash or Elena always knocks their microphone That's me. around. I don't usually talk with my hands, but when I do, but what I do, I mess some stuff up. That's all right. Um, so Jake has always been very cognizant of that, but he's also really chill and. Uh, it, if I'm upset, he just comes and like lays his head in my lap. And, and in, in fact, at the shelter where he was when he was younger, they didn't want to adopt him out because they were basically using him as a therapy dog at the shelter for new dogs coming in because he was just so chill. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Anyway, that was a And you know, it's funny because... Just want to give a shout out to Jake. Yeah, because the people that... Even that we have people come over, and my mom and dad are probably perfect examples. My parents, they love animals. They're fine with them. My dad probably likes dogs more. My mother doesn't want them up in her grill. Yeah. She wears white pants to our house with three black dogs. Um, she, I can say this because I'm pretty sure she does not listen to the podcast. She has no reason. They have no animals. <laughs> But she does listen to it occasionally. Does she really? Just so you know. Oh, hi, Mom. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because everybody that's not a real dog lover loves Jake because he's calm. He comes up and just sets his head there. He's just nice and calm. He brings a calm energy. And then she talks about, like, cotton ball pants, who is full of himself. And I mean, she asked me the other day, she's like, you still, do you have Isabella on some Prozac or something? She needs some Xanax or something. <laughs> Because Isabella is mm-hmm. so full of herself because she's just outgoing and happy and, and loves life. So it's funny how people that are not huge dog lovers or have dogs or pets of their own or even have them in the house. We never had them in the house growing up. They tend to like the calmer mm-hmm. dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So Jake was really good about bringing that positive energy. Yeah. Good job, Jakey. He's been a good boy. He's a good boy. All right, last one. Last one. And this is the Nikki-ism. I forgot what this is. Of all Nikki-isms. I have totally forgotten what this one is. It's on a shirt. You have it on a shirt. How's that working for you? <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, it is on a shirt. How's that working for you? Yes. I think that y'all probably pretty much understand this one, right? On how's that working for you. If something's not working, change your behavior. I think the thing is though with the podcast they don't they don't get your body language and the the look <laughs> the look on my face on your face um, the shirt does have it on there. We don't have that for sale on the on the website anymore, we're, do we? We're gonna make it happen. Are we? Yeah, because uh, some people have asked me for it. Really? Yeah they they want the how's that working for you shirt. So it, for me, I don't use it so much for the humans because I don't want them changing their behavior just to get a result. Um, unless it needs to be changed. Like, okay, if you're yelling at your dog, how's that working for you? Did I just knock my phone? Yeah. Did I your do mic's, it too? Now your mic's falling down. Right. I'm like trying to be quiet about it and like motion. Like, oh, and sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want people changing their behavior, but if you're, if you're yelling at your dog and you're not getting results, then that's where it comes in. How's that working for you? Yeah. Right. Try something different. But I also do it with the dogs. If they're jumping all over me and I'm not giving them attention, my attitudes will... How's that working for you? Mm-hmm. Eventually, they're going to try something else. Yeah. Right? So, it, it's one of those. It's just... You have to, as as a dog owner, <laughs> trainer, you have to adopt that as your mantra. Yes. 
Absolutely. How's that working for you, dude? It's not working for you. Figure out a new way, right? Stop just beating your head against the wall, people. Yeah. There's one, there's one that we didn't mention. What's that? Can I ju- and I just need to mention it. Okay. Right? So this kind of goes back to play along with um, people make me drink. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so many times I get people that call me or call us or I'm working with them and they give me the, well, I've had dogs my whole life and I've always <laughs> trained them this way Yeah, or I've always done this and this has always worked and why can't I roll up a newspaper and smack them across the face? Why can't I push their, you know, nose in, in the urine, right? I've had them my whole life. So this is what I really want to tell people. And you can use this for many different things. But I'm just going to go with the one that's kind of at my heart. Just speak from your heart. I'm going to speak from my heart, right? Y'all. (laughs) Y'all. Y'all. I I am 46. My birthday was Monday. I am 46 years old. As far as I know, I have been using a porcelain toilet since... for what, 45 years. I'm going to say I was a go-getter and um, I was housebroken. I think you're, you're housebroken. <laughs> I was housebroken. I think your mom would object to that. She might. I might have still been peeing my pants. I don't know. <laughs> but look, I've used a toilet my whole life. That does not make me a plumber. Boom. Boom. <laughs> So look, would now I, be the time to like knock your mic off and do a mic drop? I'm like mic drop, boom. Just kidding. so, just saying, guys. I know you've had dogs your whole life. That's great. I've I've had a car for a long time. I've used a toilet for a long time. I also make my own. Sometimes I cook. Believe it or not, I actually cook sometimes. It does not make me a chef. It does not make me a mechanic. It does not make me a plumber. It does not make me any type of of professional or expert in those fields. And I say this to tell you that don't just go off what you've done in the past. There are better ways to learn. We really want you to understand your dog, have that relationship with them. Allow us, allow trainers, positive reinforcement trainers to teach you how to truly have a better relationship with your dog, right? Um, It's not just about getting the behavior, (laughs) It's about your dog willingly giving you the behavior when asked for it. So, so just because you've had them your whole life, that doesn't make you, um, you know, any smarter when it comes to really the ins and outs of dogs. I've been doing this for over 25 years. I am not an expert because I'm still learning every single day. So open your mind, embrace it, change it. Just like my clients who talked about how he grew up with, you got to command, you got to get the behavior then, you got to say it firm. And now he's like, oh my God, this is so much easier. I'm not as stressed. I'm enjoying the process more. Yeah. It makes a huge difference when you actually create a relationship with your dog. That's why we get them, guys. We don't get dogs just to turn them into robots. That's sort of boring and pointless. Right. When I see a lot of people who are like, you know, they show off their dog in public with a shock collar. Sorry, that does not tell me you have a relationship other than an abusive relationship, 
right? I want to see a true relationship. Enjoy your dog. Embrace it. Learn. Love them enough to learn more about them. All right, because I am not a plumber. Thank God. I did manage to turn one um, of the water valves off before changing out the sink. But I forgot to change the turn the other one off. So yeah, y'all, not a plumber. Um, <laughs> I am a dog trainer. I am a canine behavior consultant. I am a canine nutrition specialist. I know dogs. I still learn, but I know dogs. Let us teach you. Keep listening, right? Keep um, just sucking it up. Become a dog speak geek. Because that's, I'm totally a dog speak geek at this point. And I'm starting to become a little bit of a cat nerd. I'm listening to this cat podcast. And I'm becoming a little bit of a cat nerd because I love my cats. Okay. And do, we you are got to do that I, podcast on your own. Actually, I think we are going to do a podcast on cats and dogs. We have done it before, but I think we're going to do it again. Yeah. Dogs and cats, cats and dogs. Or cats, dogs, rabbits, or embracing. Whatever, whatever you whatever, got. Whatever, right? So, yeah. So, I try to teach through all my little sayings. Some of them stick. Some of them go away. But I hope you at least get something out of it. And you learn that that you really need to learn more about your dog if you're going to create what it is that you want. What you got? You got anything left there over there, Britt? I'm good. I, I mean, think it's I'm, t- I think I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I think it's time for dinner. Is it time I for heard, dinner? I heard the pressure cooker go off. Oh, the pressure cooker went off. So we're going to wrap it up then. Guys, I appreciate you listening. I am so glad that Britt is, is doing this with us every week because I... I know y'all enjoy it more, so you don't have to listen to me talk for 45 minutes straight. Uh, And this may be the podcast that you talk the most in. And I'm really proud of you. You really come a long way. It's really um, impressive considering on the way home from class, I I did some karaoke in the car. That's amazing. So my throat is... I'm sure that glass of wine helped. Um, I mean... Wine helps everything. I think so. I think I'm going to have to have another margarita. <laughs> Guys, we appreciate you. Um, I hope you get a chance to work with your dogs this week. Um, keep learning, right? Keep your mind open. Don't think you know everything. We're learning new things every single day. I'm learning new things every single day as long as I've been doing this. We want you to create a really healthy relationship with your dog. We want your dog to have the best life possible. I am here to speak for your dog and to help them out. We would love to hear from you. You can contact us at info at dogspeak101.com. Don't forget about our Patreon account. We have some new videos on teaching place and stay. Uh, you can check that out at patreon.com slash dogspeak. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and sign up for our newsletter so you don't miss anything. Because if you're local, guys, we're going to be doing some uh, seminars coming up. They're going to be live. Um, We'll probably be doing some at the farm at Natchez Trace. And uh, we'll get some dates set up for that. And then we'll probably set up a new Zoom, I say Zoom, online communication seminar. Um, I'd much rather do these in person, but I know that we have a lot of listeners that are not local. So we want to give you all the opportunity to do that again. So keep listening and we will let you know when that's going to happen. Um, I would love to have you guys on Patreon. Uh, We're going to be having a special Patreon um, kind of open forum via Zoom uh, sometime this month. So if you're not a Patreon member, we would love to have you so that we can actually look at your face and say hi to you and talk with you 
and you become a part of our family and become that dog speak geek that you know you've always wanted to be. Britt, got anything to say here at the end? Nope, she's just... Oh, I'm good. And see, they can't see her shaking <laughs> I her feel head. Like, I feel like... Uh... I feel like it's a good place to end it. I think that is. All right, guys. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week.